We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in. It is November 22nd, 2022, Tuesday morning at 7.34 a.m. And that means it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, for these morning shows, Scott Kennedy. Scott, man, the USA could just just couldn't close off those darn Welshmen. Well, they got outplayed in the second half. So I thought it was a fair result of they were they they severely outplayed them in the first half and then got whipped in the second half and it ended up one to one even though it was a stupid penalty yep. that gave up the goal the balance of play as you like to say was about even it was a it was a pretty fair result disappointing but a fair result yep yeah it's always kind of funny to see people around the World Cup time be like man if the USA really focused on soccer how good would they be you know that'd be cool to win the World Cup but I think I'd rather have. American football and basketball and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not really too upset about it, but uh, welcome in everybody. Let's say hello to some people coming in here. Um, and I guess a quick announcement as you all come in and I'll announce it at the end as well. But Scott and I don't think are going to be here uh, Thursday morning. Uh, we're going to take Thanksgiving off because it's Thanksgiving and we want to be with our families and loved ones. So uh, this is uh, considered the uh, Thanksgiving show here. So we appreciate that. We got Jeremy Sean in the house to kicking us off in this uh, holiday spirit here saying happy Thanksgiving Tuesday. Thanks. Uh, things I'm thankful for Broncos for breakfast and Melvin Gordon getting shown the door. We're going to talk a little bit of Melvin Gordon today and his uh, him being shown the door, I guess. We got Kevin Gray coming in saying morning Broncos country. Next, Scott, my guess is it's time to evaluate all the players for next year. I don't know why Hackett is still there hurting our Broncos. MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. We got Blave Bliss in the house saying good morning, Nick, Scott and Broncos country. Hope everyone has a good day. I hope you have a great day, Blave Bliss. I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say. Sunny days, the thumbs up, the coffee. Oh, that's a sign. Drink. And the, uh, yep, <laughs> I went to college. And also we got GGG in the house. I don't recognize GGG uh, coming in saying good morning, guys. Uh, good morning to you, Ryan Slavic. I recognize Ryan. Good morning, everyone. Yes, coaching sucks. Yes, the line sucks. Wilson not playing well. But I do believe we need a star running back, another wide receiver, and defensive back help. Great running back free agents out there this year. Oh, we're going to get into some running back conversation. I have... <laughs> I've gone off the rails, I think. I think this this team has broken me, so I'm actually about running back this offseason. Cristiano coming in. Good morning, guys. Finally, some turnover so we can stop fumbling the dang ball. Is that a pun? It's getting the turnover pun in there. I appreciate it if so. Melvin Gordon is a later late goner. Sadly, go Broncos. Fallen Sloth out there in Cincinnati. Hope you're doing well. Say good morning, everyone. Always good to hear from Fallen Sloth. And... I'm going to block this Adam guy because he's just. Oh, but no, 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 no. This is okay. Adam's okay. This is okay. just one of my favorites. So 
the, okay. the the irony of these type of comments never cease to make me laugh. So Adam, get to F offline. Nobody cares. Season is over. Thanks for coming in and contributing to the chat. Appreciate you being here and caring enough to show that you'll leave a comment. You rock. <laughs> irony, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Well, you do. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Nathan, cat, uh, Nathaniel. Kata coming in here saying, hola, happy holidays. Good to see you, Nathaniel. Uh, we got Ted Gonzalez coming in saying, no, so another depressing talk. <sighs> Groundhog's Day, buddy, Ted. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, only thing to stop attending games is get the owner's attention. Hackett needs to pack it. Hackett's going to be gone. I can, and barring some, the most miraculous turnover of all time in a se season, Hackett's going to be gone. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Jeremy Sean saying, penalty kicks awarded that aren't close to scoring chances are stupid. Worst part is... Uh, International football. Scott I've changed on this one, though. I, I have, Jeremy. Uh, real quick on this. Since it is World Cup time, I'll spend 30 seconds on this. Um, it, it's almost like a power play. You know, you, you get mm -hmm. it into that area. I used to think the punishment should fit the crime. And the crime, the, the punishment of a penalty kick against, again, like I'm dribbling away from the goal. It shouldn't. But the thing is, is you get it into that area in order to change how the defense plays you. That's that's the way it is. So they're not allowed to come in with tackles. They're not allowed to do those things. It's to open up the scoring chances in that area and to reduce those type of tackles, no matter if you're facing the goal or not. So I, I have come around on this. I have. Yeah. And uh, did want your block. We just typically don't intolerate trolls if you're not really bringing anything to the chat. <laughs> I, so. I think Adam's just Adam's just mad. It's okay. Hey, that's why we're here, Adam. We can uh, we can. Uh, we're not the football priests, but you know what? We get it. Yeah. We get it. And again, obviously you care. You care. You wouldn't be here. We know yeah. that. So be nice. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> choose kindness and choose compassion. We're all in the world of suck. Unfortunately with this team, James Hyatt joining us in the world of suck today. That's what, honestly, we should just change the podcast name to the world of suck. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott. Good to see you, James. We appreciate you. Jackie Graves coming in. Hackett needs to be fired. And so should Wilson Hackett. You can move on from. Hackett, again, would be an absolute shock of all shocks if we didn't move on from him. Wilson, you're stuck with for the rest of the season and probably two more after that. Uh, so you're going to have to figure out how you can improve this team around him next year. If it is this bad again next season, we're talking top 10 draft pick quarterback in 2025 with Wilson being on the roster still at some point, probably turning over to that quarterback and then uh, moving on from Wilson. So that's the the darkest timeline probably uh but it's definitely a possibility at this point it's far more likely with each passing week unfortunately but we got a long way to go uh to see if we're in that uh, reality travis payton coming in or Patton coming in with the support on facebook yeah, thank you travis I'm recognizing you the stars it's good morning broncos country good morning to you travis yeah good morning to you travis we got glenn Hare. morning fellas 4-0 when i attend games driving down from michigan to north carolina for the game this weekend let's hope that streak doesn't end i think you got a chance i'm going to pick against the broncos because they've been rough but you got a chance this is going to be an interesting game i think the unfortunately the panthers are not a good team especially on the perimeter uh, and with the skill positions and the quarterback but i think they have built a very solid infrastructure in the trenches uh, their offensive line took it. I mean, they did pretty well against the Ravens last week. Uh, they did really well against the Panthers. I think this looks like a Broncos team that 
I don't know how many body blows they're going to hold and take against uh, Donta Foreman in this game. And then the defensive line for the Panthers. I guess we got to do some little bit of Panther talk today, too. Uh, the defensive line for the Panthers, they have some studs on that team. Uh, Derek Brown, seventh overall pick a few years ago, has been ascending into probably one of the top 10 interior defensive linemen in football from University of Auburn. And ah. also, Auburn, uh, is it AU? Uh, excuse me, Scott. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as I said it, I was like, ah, oh, if this is wrong, Scott's going to have a, a visceral reaction. So <sighs> is it just Auburn university? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, uh, my apologies. Uh, the, uh, the tigers, even though they are the war Eagles, I don't understand that one. You'll have to tell me that one sometime. They are not the war Eagles. They're the what, tigers. What's a war Eagle. Then it's a battle cry. What does that have to do with the tiger? There's a lot. There's three different legends about it that, <laughs> okay. uh, that, that where the battle cry war eagle came from back in the 1900s early early okay. like 1900s when they started playing football in the 1800s at auburn university which okay. it wasn't at the time we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, one of them is there was a, a, a bird circling around during a game, and they went on to win. They started chanting War Eagle at the time because there was a... Mm. a a hawk circling around during a game that they turned in one. There's another one that they had uh, a Native American on the team who was just killing people, and they started chanting. That you know, was War Eagle, his name. So there's lots of legends hmm. around where the battle cry War Eagle does come from. Okay, well, I don't know my SEC legends so much. I'm very rooted in my Big Ten country. I've kind of started to appreciate some of the Pac-12. Honestly, the most fun conference this year has been the big 12, but uh, I digress. Um, good luck at the game, Glenn. Also, they have a uh, Brian Burns. Who's the other edge rusher there. Who is one of the, I mean, they asked, I think it was the Rams. The rumor was the Rams tried to trade two first round picks to go get Brian Burns and the Panthers turned it down. Now, granted the caveat, it's a 2024 and 2025 first round pick, not this year because the Rams don't have their first round pick this year, but still uh, interesting to watch. We got Greg Smith coming in top of the morning to you. Appreciate you. Uh, we got uh, a couple more people coming in here. Jamal Killings, good to see you. We got Kaylee on our guy. Yo, how you doing? Michael Ronquillo, good morning. Awesome to see you. CC coming in saying morning all. Drafting running back is a must. Got to help Wilson's inability to run. Quick game consistently and effectively. A serious investment has to be made there. CC's been uh, drinking my propaganda on Twitter, I think, because I am very much of an opinion of this. And I think this is going to be a 
maybe a chance for some growth uh, from this Broncos team down the stretch here. So with Melvin Gordon out, obviously he's been fumbling the ball constantly. He's been, it seems like he's not been great in the locker room either. That's been true since he's been brought there. Uh, But he was your most effective rusher of the football with the ball in his hands uh, post Devonta Williams injury. Now there's some good from Latavius Murray, but really an inefficient and inefficient runner Latavius Murray, this Broncos team. Now they're probably, would you say this is the worst running back room in football now? I mean, you have, I don't, I don't know enough of the rest, um, the, of rest, the, rest, of the, league. Of the, the rest of the league in order to make yeah. that type of statement. But I know it's, it's, it's pretty ineffective. You know, Latavius yeah. Murray is a good gimmick. Type back, hey, I want to push a pile forward and hold on to the ball, yeah. uh, which by default makes him your best running back. But, you know, you you go and you make a trade for Chase Edmonds and he lasts mm, a quarter and a half, you know, in, in, in this last yeah. game, he had, he had a half a quarter, you know, before he gets hurt. So, again, you need to do a, an exorcism at, uh, at, 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 at Dove Valley because the injuries, guys show up, they get injured. And that, that's not just you know, someone coming in. I mean, he wants to prove himself. You know, he yeah. has a lot to prove. That's not just somebody, man, I'm beat up. I'm tired of these guys. This is fresh blood coming in, mm-hmm. new blood coming in and going out with a high ankle sprain. And I think I showed you the picture. My son just got over one of those. And a high ankle sprain is about the same as a broken ankle. Yeah, it's four bad. to six weeks. Yep. Might not ever see him play play another snap in Denver is the yeah. reality of exactly. it. Exactly. Um, yeah, the Broncos do need to make an investment in the running back position. Mark Schrader coming in over on Facebook. Mark, I hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott. Great to see you. We got Travis in the house. Morning, MHH fam. Thank God for the show because watching the Broncos try to play football makes my eyes bleed. It's been rough this season. It's been rough for a few seasons. MJ uh, Thibodeau. Uh, everybody has the donkeys for breakfast. Go Niners. Man, how did the Broncos beat the 49ers? I just keep coming back to that game. That 49ers team looks, obviously they're a yeah, team. That's, everybody but the Niners. Yeah. God, it's how it uh, doesn't make any sense. Uh, Kevin seven coming in saying, fellas, it's mock draft season. Top drafts needs are offensive line uh, running right guard besides right guard. And then running back wide receiver, maybe quarterback. I'm saying at least one quietly. Yeah. The Broncos need to take a quarterback day three, probably uh, in this draft. Brett Rippon is a free agent and they probably need to lean into a, uh, a lotto ticket kind of thing there. Please says invest in the offensive line. That's no, first. Let's, let's stay on Kevin for just a second. Yeah. You know, he's coming in green. Thank um, you, Kevin. You know, right guard. Um, is that RG? Because, I mean, you think left guard. He said besides right guard. So Quinn besides, Myers. Quinn Myers. line besides right guard. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, running back, yeah, you can hit. Wide receiver, yeah, you can hit. Depending on who's coming back. I mean, if you want to, if someone came in and rejuvenate, excuse me, rejuvenated this group, down in my coffee here rejuvenated this group it's still a decent group that you've got under contract next year if tim patrick comes back healthy sutton hamler judy we've talked about all these guys hinton is a serviceable nfl wide out um virgil's a good gimmick guy you know it, it's 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 okay it's not a huge mm-hmm. but it could be of need in a hurry real hurry what happens with tim patrick do you move hamler and or judy so wide receiver could end up being a sneaky need on this team um I'd like to see Deshaun Williams as the first man off the bench um, at any one of the three spots. I think he can play end or he can do a job at nose guard. So I, another big 300-pound lineman is serviceable. You've already proven you can't have enough edge rushers. Um, so there's there's needs everywhere. This is going to be when this is going to be for the most part a best available that comes up, and you can you can make a case for just about any position, Kevin, at, with that first round draft pick. Now 
if if you're close, offensive tackle would probably be my number one there. Yeah. Corner is a is a need as well. If you could get a if you could get another lockdown guy, and Tamari Mathis is nice. I, I'd sure like to have him as a, a slot type, possibly. You know, Kwan's doing a really good job there. Um, but Tamari Mathis is physical, uh, which we really like in the slot. But another lockdown guy, um, opposite Pat Sertan and defense is looking really good, but you're going to go best available there. And I can make an argument for just about any position, but for me, the highest priority would be offensive tackle. Appreciate that. Appreciate you coming in green, Kevin. Thank you so much. I think that the Broncos need to build the infrastructure on the offense period. And obviously if there's a best player on the defensive side of the ball, then you take the best player on the defensive side of the ball. And cause it's about the next 10 years, not the 2023 season. But ideally, I think you're going to weight the board a little bit towards the offensive side of the ball. The only position on the offense where I'd be a little bit hesitant of investing a first round pick is the tight end position, just because they don't think there's an actually truly dynamic game breaker at the position. There are two first round caliber tight ends, but But what are the odds that's going to be the best available at at tight end? I mean, if he is, I think it's it's possible, but I think you're. Your if ROI close, on, and it will be close. I can go other directions. Yes, I think that's the way to go. Like I, Michael Mayer at Notre Dame, uh, he's fine, but he's not dynamic. Uh, Darnell Washington is like what we hoped Albert Okwebenam would be, but like for being as big as he is, he's. I'm looking for somebody who moves Earth, uh, attached to the line of scrimmage, and he just. That's not I'm really his game. Darnell Washington and wishing it was Richard <laughs> Seymour. I mean, I still yeah. think defense first. Yeah, but there might be that might be a reason he's playing tight end rather than the defensive line because the physicality questions i don't know if he's much of a banger um jeremy sean saying i know it's illogical but some i'm somewhat more optimistic with gordon cut i mean you have to know that this broncos team was done with him and everything because exactly. they moved on from him and chase edmonds has pretty much announced that skeptical he's coming back this season with the high ankle sprain so they're saying anybody uh we'll bring in marlon mack divine azigbo off our practice squad we'll bring in somebody else uh mike boone hopefully back week 14 i think but Melvin Gordon, uh, happy trails. I'm not going to wish him ill will, uh, but it was time. Uh, it was time. You cannot do that. Got about 40 seconds. I want to play uh, Nathaniel Hackett's comments on waving him. And this is in order. This wasn't This wasn't at the same. I've spliced it together from two different parts of the, the press conference. One where he was asked directly. And then he was asked about the block field goal. What happened there? Just, just listen. Uh, with, with Melvin, you know, he's a guy that's, a, he's a true pro. He's done a lot of good stuff, uh, here at the Denver Broncos and scored some touchdowns for us this year. And we, we thought it was best, f- uh, for the team and we've moved on and I wish him the best of luck. And uh, I think it's a great for him to have a fresh start. And, uh, but with the running backs, it'll be Marlon Mack. He'll be up and then, uh, divine Zigbo. We're looking to see if we can get him up also along with Latavius. Um, you know, I wish we weren't kicking a field goal in that situation on that one. Um, but it's not just one person. Uh, Ouch. For Nathaniel Hackett, that's firing a shot. For like super positive, everything is sunny in Seattle or wherever we are, Philadelphia and Denver. That's firing a shot. And we went back to yesterday, yeah. going back to yesterday, Nick, talking about the mental aspect of this game. This is 48 hours later. He's still pissed. Okay, that I wish we weren't kicking a field goal in that. He has it with a smile on his face. But, you know, if that's anybody other than him, that's basically him shooting fireballs. So 
48 hours later, he's still pissed. We talk about the mental aspect of this game. What do you think that special teams unit going on the field and the rest of that team is thinking? It's full of expletives. And it's like, we shouldn't even be out here. We should have punched it in. Edmund Neffin, blank, 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 Melvin Gordon again. And go out and a mistake happens. That's how it happens. Hmm. So the way the momentum can change and affect just negatively spread like a, I won't say the V word because who knows what, what uh, YouTube's listening to here, but like a toxic it's, spill, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. So yes, they're done. So when Jeremy, when you say optimistic addition by subtraction, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's uh it's unfortunate. And uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Melvin Gordon going forward. We'll see if we get picked up. Um, Patrick will see come in saying good morning, gents. Let us revel in this post-Gordon area. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Unofficial sponsor of my day with the Lion Coffee every morning. Uh, we appreciate you out there in Hawaii. We got Miguel coming in saying good morning, fellas. Hope you all are having a great day. It's off to a good start. Um, I got to say, it's off to a good start. Uh, we got Doug Freeland coming in saying good morning, guys. Why are we not seeing Divine Azigbo? I thought he looked pretty good in preseason. One game in preseason. It was the third preseason game with the least amount of starters on there. Uh, but you're going to see some Divine Azigbo uh, coming out. University of Nebraska. Hopefully they get their husks, what corn husks this weekend against the Hawkeyes, but uh, it'll be fun uh, to oh, see. And, and easily because he was fourth. I mean, yep. that's why yep. Doug, I mean, he was, he's fourth on the list. And a lot of times you won't even have three active. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should have three active because of injuries. You should always have three running backs active, but he's not ahead of Chase Evans, Latavius Murray or Melvin Gordon or Javante mm-hmm. Williams going in. So he, he's fourth. Well, now he's third. So he'll get a chance. Matt could get a chance. Actually, they're second and third because you lost two running backs this week. Apologies. Yeah. Lawrence coming in, coming over the stars. Says, what's up, guys? New fresh, uh, new day, fresh start. Time to go make today better. Absolutely. little caffeinated bliss. That helps. Little so Broncos much. for breakfast. Appreciate you being here, sir. And we got Sting Guy saying, guys, last April I said before the draft, Russell Wilson will never succeed without a top running game. Said it then, and I'll say it for 2023. Use a first-round pick on a top running back and then draft for offensive line. I am not the biggest proponent of using a first-round pick on the running back unless you are drafting in the 20s and that guy is special. I think B. John Robinson from the University of Texas fits that billing, but this is like me saying I would take Saquon Barkley in the 20s. Okay, cool. He's not going to be there. Somebody's going to take him before that. Uh, I know the running back value has dropped a bit over the last decade as it should teams are getting smart about the longevity of these guys but i think that with the way the game is changed thanks to vic fangio with teams playing more nickel personnel than ever lighter boxes than ever and now more too high safety shells than ever uh you need to have somebody who can punish teams for playing light boxes and force teams into cover one and cover three so that way you can hit those vertical explosive pass plays this is emphatically true for russell wilson uh, looking ahead his EPA per play based on the coverages this season. He's killing it against cover one. He's doing very good against cover three. He's actually doing pretty good against cover six. Absolutely horrible against cover two and cover four, like negative EPA against cover two, barely zero for uh, cover four. How are you, how do you get that in different looks? I think it's a dynamic running game and the Broncos have had, I think one rush this season for over 15 yards. So they are so far from not only not even having an efficient running game, but a dynamic running game as well. If Bijan is there, I'm in for I'm in for him. I don't, you know, if you're picking 18 to 32, God, the 49ers looked good last night. Uh, 31, I guess, because um, the Dolphins don't have the first round pick. But 
Um, more or less, I think it's more of a day two, uh, day two proposition. Yeah, I, I, I've swung heavily towards your side of things with the running back, just watching the success that various running backs have had. I think, you know, you can find guys that are dynamic that can carry the ball in later mm -hmm. rounds. Um, you know, just taking a look at who you're facing this week. Dante Foreman has basically, let me add it up here, 500 yards over the last 500 games, 400 yards of the last over 400 yards of the last five games. He was basically retired two years mm -hmm. ago. He was cut from the Falcons practice squad, was looking into working his trucking business and decided to come back. Um, Javante Williams teammate, Michael Carter, I think is, is playing really well. Um, Tyler pick. Algier out of BYU, fifth round draft pick, playing really well. So you definitely need help at the running back position. No doubt. No question about it. Um, I, I'm just not sure first round. Build up that offensive line first. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the running game, you know, build it and, and, and it will come. Build the offensive line. The, the running game will follow. I just, I think you can get guys that can, can wildly improve your running game without having to go in the first round for it. And I, I agree with you 100%. I think that Bijan Robinson is an exception mm -hmm. uh, from Texas because he is a special kind of player. I think I put him in that McCaffrey Barkley tier of prospect. Yep. He's going to go. The first time I watched him, I said he needs to quit football. And, <laughs> like, and now that they're getting paid, I, 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 like I said, I've changed yeah. my mind on all that before. But, you know, you watch guys like Adrian Peterson or uh, playoff Lenny. What, what's, what's, what's Lenny's name? Number seven, LSU. Tampa oh, Bay. Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Thank you. Yep. Leonard Fournette's one of the best prospects I ever scouted. He's a hundred meter champion, 220 pounds with vision. He's just, he's not, I don't think he's as driven as a guy like Adrian Peterson, but I'm like guys like that don't need to play college football. I mean, yeah. and take the wear and tear on their bodies. Now it doesn't bother me because they're getting paid. They can get up to seven figures. Go play, yeah. go play anywhere. It's basically semi-professional now, if not full on professional. Yeah. Uh, but the first time I saw Bijan Robinson, I was like, Dude, go sit out and work out till you're three years out of high school and save the wear and tear on your body. He is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Montana Altitude coming in $5 saying, Morning, guys. Is it better to wait till the offseason to get rid of Hackett? Will Tomlin be available? Quinn is a coach with Reich as the offensive coordinator's thoughts. I don't think Reich is going to go anywhere besides as a head coach. I think that also something about the way the contract offsets that uh, if they name him an offensive coordinator, if he signs an offensive coordinator, he doesn't get that extra money um, from the Colts. It's a reason that the Patriots, you know, Bill Belichick, evil mastermind, they didn't name an offensive coordinator uh, for uh, Patricia, because if they did, then they'd pay the offset for the Detroit Lions. So because he wasn't named officially a coordinator, but rather an analyst, the Detroit Lions still have to pay him his full salary on top of uh, what he's getting paid there. I mean, God, <laughs> good for him, I guess. Yeah, God. <laughs> God bless you. Where are yeah. the loopholes? Um, but, uh, Tom, if Tomlin's available, I'm in, that's the only coach that I think could feasibly be available that I'd be like, you know what? First round pick by God, be, go away. I don't care. Tomlin, I want to, he's a culture setter, a proven guy for a number, a number of years. Uh, is it better to wait till the off season to get rid of Hackett? I think the only reason you don't get rid of Hackett is because you don't want even more chaos going on there right now, uh, in the locker room and in the, just the game planning and everything. But I guess there are questions. I mean, if you, if Giro Evero is really considered one of the top candidates this offseason and you don't have any questions there, then I guess you keep Hackett. But if you even have the slightest inkling of what would he, uh, Evero be like as your head coach next year, if you have any interest in bringing him back, then you have, I think you do need to give him a role and a loss in Carolina this week 
man, it would have to be it. If it's an ugly loss again, I don't think you can do it. Bring him, bring Hackett back. We we said that at least twice now. Um, yeah, we true. said London, they got the win. We said Raiders, they didn't get the win to Josh yeah. McDaniels at home. Hackett's still here. Yeah. So, but again, like I said, if if you're the last two and you want to evaluate how someone handles game day preparations or whatnot within house, okay. But we'll see. We, we, we'll see. I think I, I said something like that and the next day the guy was cut, fired, or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, who was it? It was, oh, it was trade. It was Bradley Chubb. I'm like, I just mm. don't see anybody paying that much money. And then I get off and read. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is happening. As soon as I get off <laughs> get off the show, just got done saying, I'm like, rewind. Let me, let me rephrase here. Let me, let me change my mind on that one. GLP coming in on YouTube, coming in yellow. He says, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good morning to you, my friend. Hope things are going well. And as always, we thank you for the support. Yeah, we appreciate you, Gary. Hope you're doing well. Ryan Slavik's in here saying uh, we need to let Kareem Jackson go and let Stearns play in the spot next year alongside Stearns. Our next Simmons. Stearns is way too talented to be on the bench. I think that's very, very, very probable. I think the Broncos next year, we talked about it a little bit earlier um, with how this team is set up, maybe going cornerback in the draft. But I think the Broncos are going to go cheap and young on the defensive side of the ball and invest resources on the offensive side. So what is cheap and young Baron Browning, one of your starters next year, getting paid late third round pick money. That's cheap for an edge rusher. Uh, the cornerback position. I wouldn't be shocked at all. If it's Demari Mathis, Kwan Williams and Patrick Sertan, all guys that are not making big money moving on from Ronald Darby. Maybe you can do something where you eat a little bit of the contract and trade him. I'm not sure how that would work with his injury, but you can save what 10 million, 12 million moving on from Darby. That's you, you probably consider that. I mean, that's two off interior offensive line starters there uh, where you could spend that money. And then also uh Caden Stearns probably starting at safety. That's three Peyton draft picks in the last uh, two draft cycles, not on first round contracts that could be filling major roles next season that could free up some cash and uh, resources to go attack the offensive line, wide receiver, the tight end to et cetera, et cetera. So Nick, going back to the, just real quick, we can put a bow on the running back conversation. Um, the top paid running backs right now, and they were probably high round picks. That's why they're well-paid and young. Saquon yeah. Barkley, 25. Kareem Hunt, 27 years old. Rashad Penny, 26. Jamal Williams, 27. Josh Jacobs, 24. Uh, and then those are the top five highest paid pending free agents coming in, and they're all relatively young out there. So yep. interesting. That's something too. I'd rather about spend a little money short term than use a than use a high pick for a guy I could have for six years. See, I, I look at it a little bit differently. If it's a I think that slotted draft pick at the end of the first round is not super expensive. Mm -hmm. And also the franchise tag because the running backs aren't getting paid second big contracts is also not expensive. So right. if I can get a running back for their best six years and then move on from them, I think that's I would I would be okay with that if that running back is special. Um, and again, it's and, I, and I just think if I could get six years of a wide receiver or a corner or an edge instead of trying to get one on free agency that's going to be playing. I mean, I I could theoretically have the best one of those players in the in the in the NFL or a top five, a top ten guy for four years of his career. Mm -hmm. If I could do that, that's eighty million dollars. Yeah. You know, as opposed to a running back where, okay, maybe I go spend seven on on one of these guys that's a free agent for one season, for two seasons. And I keep doing that. And I just put $7 million. I mean, think about it. You're putting $4 million, That's what you were paying Melvin Gordon. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't quite get what you were expecting, but that's the money you were putting. 
you spent five and a half on Mike Boone. Yeah. You know, okay, so you're putting that money out there anyway. Put it into one guy and then, you know, a, a proven guy who still has some tread on the tire and then backfill cheap. I don't I don't mind that. I don't mind that. There's definitely more than one way to skin a cat, and we got another year to roster build here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, it, for me, it just comes down to Bijan, I think, is a special player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wouldn't say that about many running backs, but I do think that he's – instant offense. Like I think if you put him in with this, with this offensive line, uh, you probably go from a, the worst offense in the NFL to, you know, in the top 10, uh, just because of how ineffective the Broncos are rushing the football right now, not explosive at all. Uh, probably facing some of the lightest boxes in the NFL and also the ineffectiveness in ineffectivity from the running backs in the past game. Bijan solves all of that. Uh, and the only quick pass game that we've seen some, from Russell Wilson this year that's been effective has been the running back dump off. You dramatically change what that looks like with somebody like that. I agree with you overall, Scott, but I think that it's just, it just comes down. It's like talking about it's the Kyle Pitts conversation. Why the hell Blake EPA look what these tight ends are getting paid. Kyle Pitts is different. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jeremy Sean saying, if Russ doesn't get fixed, who cares who else we draft? I mean, this that's the bottom line. Jeremy. Jeremy's Jeremy's had it. The, yeah. the optimism and everything is gone. If Russ fit, again, True. but when we're talking about who else you can get, you're, you're stuck with Russ. Russ is the fixed variable. And unfortunately, like we say about data and formulas and all of those things, garbage in equals garbage out. So you got to hope that you don't have garbage on this side of the equation because you're going to end up equaling, well, garbage. Yeah. Um, so you you have to you have to get something out of Russ. And again, Russell Wilson showed he can still play in this game. He can still play quarterback. I'm, he's what was he twelve of fifteen? You know, to start yeah. on this team, he's he's not as bad as he has shown in his worst moments. He might not ever be as good as he's been at his best, but the bottom of Russell Wilson this year is th- that's the floor. That's not the new baseline. He's yeah. he's better than this. Yeah, I agree. And for, we're going to get back to Patriot Techs. I see Deanna with the 50s going to get That's on a plane I was here. On my timeline coming to say hi to Deanna. Yeah, uh, says go after offensive line. I agree. They need to do that in free agency with at least two offensive linemen and then also one of their first three picks in the draft. Uh, that needs to be number one. Hackett needs to go. Uh, love MHH for life. Off to catch a plane. Happy Thanksgiving. MHH go Broncos. And let's get back to uh, thank you, Deanna. Travel so much. safe, Deanna. Appreciate all the support you've thrown in this week. Huge. We're going to update. We're going to, we haven't done it in a while. We're going to update super chat standings. Deanna's not right at the top. She's going to be close. Yeah. So just a huge benefactor to this show as of late for sure. And we got Patriot text double dipping here uh, saying, Scott, I think the Broncos need new strength and conditioning coach. We need to get players with no heart Sutton off the team is what he meant here. He has another super chat clarifying that and says Peyton's reach for Russ has had the franchise back for years. His position is tenuous and there's the uh, meant to cut Sutton. I don't think you're cutting Sutton uh, just because the way the contract sets up. I like, I, dropping the, I like you dropping the the INGs on there. Cutting Sutton. You sound like a good Southerner. Yeah, that's the that's the Iowa draw. Actually, I'm, I have family from the state of misery. That's the ones that the, go wash up um, all that good stuff. What you know what they call corn out there in Missouri? Ro- no. Roasting ears. Because the different types of corn. Roasting ears. Corn's just easier to say. It is, corn. but there's different types of corn because you have the feed corn and you have the, the sweet corn. So roasting ears. Anyway, um, getting here. Uh, thank you so much. Talking about it. I don't think you're going to move on from Sutton. 
just because you are already going to be dealing for such a, from such a deficit. Also, the the reality is the interest surrounding the Broncos putting Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler on the trade block doesn't just go away this offseason. So I think if anybody's going to be moved on, it's probably uh, KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy. Now those two guys getting injured probably puts that in flux a bit. Uh, but definitely, I think you probably have Sutton here one more year. The way his contract sets up to, if he struggles again next season, he's much easier to move on from. So probably one more year to get it right with him. And I wouldn't be selling low right now. He's he's made some great plays. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I can show an NFL highlight on here without us getting dinged. But uh, there was a quick slant, I think, on the Broncos' second drive in this last game where I said, ooh, bad throw from Russ there. And I got pooped on by Broncos country reached out to some defensive backs and wide receivers that had played in the league. They said, no, that's a horrible throw from Russell Wilson. Um, Sutton ran a fine route there. Sutton had to leave his feet on a slant that was from third and seven to make a diving effort on the ball when he had two yards of separation. Put it in his yeah, bread that basket. Should, that should hit you face mask. Perfect. He had to or leave his feet. a little bit out in front. That's a, that's yeah. a pretty easy throw. Uh, I don't think we got this one coming in from Lawrence. What should we do about wide receivers? A lot of rookies seem better. Uh, competition for sure. You bring mm-hmm. in some guys. Um, you may have a little bit more addition by subtraction in the offseason. I'm not convinced Jerry Judy is going to be a Denver Bronco next year. KJ Hamler could be available. Uh, and then we still don't know how well Tim Patrick comes back. They miss his leadership, is you know, I think that's fairly evident. Um, but it may be nothing again. If you bring those guys back, whoever comes back, whoever comes in whether it be Nathaniel Hackett or someone else may say, I want to give these guys a shot during OTAs, whatnot. And um, speaking of which, going back to the Melvin Gordon's been a great pro. I don't agree that you're a great pro if you're not showing up for OTAs. You know, that's, that's part of being a great pro is displaying leadership, especially as a veteran guy. I think that is a ding anyway. Whoever's coming in may say, I want to see these guys before we make any decisions first. Um, but yeah, you're, you're going to bring in competition at wide receiver without a doubt. Yeah, 100%. Michael knew how he'd get his name up here. Uh, go Hawkeyes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're battling for the Big Ten Championship. It's going to be great this week. Um, also, we got our guy Naj coming in with the super. God, 1999 Naj flashing orange on here. Uh, said, we've been sellers at midway point four to five years. That reinforces a loser's culture. Bottom line. Star players have to make clutch plays in game. Crosby Adams did. Russ Simmons, Draymond didn't. To me, it's that simple. Star, your, your guys do have to step up and make plays, and theirs didn't, we didn't. Uh, we also made many unforced errors. I mean, you talk about the fumble, the missed kick, uh, not finishing on drives. Russell Wilson, it's not even making big plays. It's not making the stupid plays. The fumble, Russell Wilson throwing the ball away on third down, not eating 40 seconds off the clock. Uh, just some of the play calls, even. I mean, it's it is a loser's culture, and their team did better than ours. And hat, hat tip to them. Uh, this is a bad Broncos team, and uh, they got a lot to figure out. But uh, I agree with you more or less, Naj. Yeah, I appreciate you coming in, Naj. You've been getting up early morning and then hitting us up in the morning. And uh, thank you for being here. And you, you do. It's a it's a double edged sword. I mean, it's a loser's culture. Um, but you also don't want to get nothing back. You know, I mean, you're, you're losing Bradley Chubb and you got a chance to get a first round draft pick. You got a second and third for Von Miller and you got a chance to rebuild under a new coaching staff and bring in guys that are going to buy in with a new general manager and whatnot. So I get it. The two years that I've been doing this, I absolutely agree with the moves that have made, made at the at the training uh, at the training deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate you, Naj. 
Adam says, injured guys will come back. Javante might not be the same. The defense is great. The only problem to be talked about is quarterback. One of the reasons we're not hitting on the quarterback is because there's no flexibility there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's the with the guaranteed contract, the dead cap money. You know, we can talk about, OK, do we move Cortland Sutton? You know, you could even say I could get three first round picks for Pat Sertan. I mean, he's movable. There's that's unheard of. We'd never do that, but that's actually an option with, with Russell Wilson's contract. He's a Denver Bronco until 2025. That's done. So do you want to get a rookie and bench and you mothball him for, for two more years for, for two more seasons, 23, 24. Yeah. I think two more seasons. what do we say? Three. Is it, or is it three and a half, 23, 24. And then you've got a chance in 2025 or you've got, no, you're right. right. Yeah. So two more years, there, there's no there's no flexibility there. So when we're talking about what to do with these picks, what to do in free agency, all of these other things, quarterbacks off the table. So I'm I'm sorry, it, it, it's not necessarily get into it, but yeah, Russell Wilson's a Denver Bronco, y'all. I don't think it's necessarily off the table, but I think a premium investment right. is off the table. This is a deep quarterback class. Luckily, sure. I mean, I could get a guy later. Yes, and, and even if you wanted to, but the thing is, is Russell Wilson isn't going anywhere no nope the earliest you make a substantial investment in the quarterback is the 2024 draft this year i think you do need to take one uh day two or day three uh just because brett rippon has shown to not be a quality backup russell wilson's getting older and missing games and i think that if you had a better backup in this game russell wilson probably would have sat out more games than he did and also if you had a stronger leadership uh voice in the locker room being like nope you need to sit because your hamstring and your lat and blah, blah, blah uh, are injured. But uh, I do think that you do need to make a lottery ticket investment in this draft. And worst case, it becomes a cost-controlled uh, backup developmental quarterback for three, four seasons. Mm-hmm. And that gives you options beyond Brett Rippon. Uh, but then it's 2024, where if you're picking in the top 10, we're going to be talking quarterbacks. So. Yeah, That's I mean, you, could, you should you should bring in a legit a legitimate backup who can push for sure, absolutely. And yeah. if it gets so bad, maybe you start him. But Russell Wilson and his salary is going to be on this team. Yeah, it's going to be counting whether you practice squad him. Like I said, you could, you can mothball him, but he's going to be part of this team. And the reason why, as David comes in, is there any free agent you guys think could help out this offseason? There's there's lots. That's a whole other show. Uh, we just went through some running backs uh, a little while ago. You know, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, guys in their 20s uh, that could be there at running back for sure. If Javante Williams comes back, we'll see. But um, the, the interior line can be addressed in free agency for cheap. You can mm-hmm. get improvements at guard and center. Also, any chance we do Wilson for Rodgers? None. Zero. Zip. None. We just talked all the reasons why Russell Wilson is going to be a Denver Bronco for at least, uh, you know, the next two plus seasons. Aaron Rodgers dead cap next year is a hundred million. He ain't going anywhere. His dead cap number next year for 2023 is 100 million. So if they move on from Aaron Rodgers, they cut Aaron Rodgers. They have a hundred million dollars of salary to play with Mm -hmm. and they lose a hundred million dollars in dead cap money. So zero. Zero yep. chance that happens. It's unfortunate, uh, but it's where we are. And the next, this upcoming cycle is going to be salvaging the Russell Wilson contract and getting him back on the path because this year has obviously been terrible. What does that look like? I think probably investing heavy into the run game infrastructure and making him be not a high volume quarterback from a passing 
uh, standpoint, but a explosive down the field, uh, efficient quarterback. Uh, so I'd rather have him throw the ball 20, 25 times a game and have that average depth of target be like top five in the league. And the run game itself is uh, functioning as that quick pass game. And a point I was going to make earlier is maybe one benefit of moving on from Melvin Gordon and being so bad at the running back position is that we are going to have to figure out the rest of the season. How can we get Russell Wilson better in the quick pass game? What concepts work? Because the way your roster is set up right now, you are the least efficient, least explosive running back room running game, maybe in the NFL because of how bad the offensive line is as well. We saw it this last game. Russell Wilson was taking the check downs. Now, granted, I don't know if you've seen the heat map yet or the spray chart yet, Scott, but it's like a classic Russell Wilson where everything is short outside the numbers and there's like just nothing <laughs> over the middle of the field. But God, God damn it. Uh, but things you can work on from the season because your running back room is going to be bad regardless. And uh, then you can pivot uh, from there going forward. But this is going to be this is going to be a rough product uh, the rest of the season, I think, on the offensive side of the ball. It's not just Russell Wilson being bad. It's not just Hackett, too. It's just I mean, the injuries are un. Believable. I mean, how many starters do you still have out there from week one? Three. I said that before. You know, it's if th- we three? if we if we are doing this in July, going through the schedule and saying, okay, who who is your projected starting eleven for the Denver Broncos? I think we came up with four, and that has probably stopped now. It was Sutton, Wilson, Wilson, Miners, right, uh, Reisner, and Reisner. There are four. The Miners missed. Six games too, and, I mean, but I mean, just, right now, yeah, as yeah I right go now. out there right now. That's it. Four of eleven. That's uh, crazy, David. Because I have something else I wanted to hit with with Adam on Facebook. Uh, he says, also want to ask if you guys see us maybe going after Arch Manning in four years. You you need if Arch Manning becomes Arch Manning that he's projected to be, and it does happen. I mean, I, I did this for a long time and watch guys like Trevor Lawrence, who was pegged in ninth grade as the next big thing, be the number one overall pick. Matthew Stafford was the number one quarterback. I mean, it happens. You're going to need a number one overall pick to get Arch Manning. So do you go after him? Do you, it's, it's not like free agency or recruiting. Do you, do you have a, a number one overall pick? And Adam says, I understand if we're talking about moves and investment and team building and stuff, I just meant if we're talking about who to blame this year, uh, we were asked this yesterday, Adam, um, you know, where do you put the percentage of blame? And there were only four categories that we came up with. Nick, you remember? Injuries, injuries, coaching, coaching, quarterback, quarterback, Peyton, offensive line, offensive line. Okay. Yeah. Peyton. Yeah. Yeah. Quarterback. And, 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 and how many, did I say five? So it was injuries, coaching, coaching and administration for me. Yeah. I lumped those into yeah. one uh, with team building and whatnot, uh, coaching and administration, injuries and offensive line. And we had, depending on where we were, our sliding scale of percentages. I think I had 25% Russ, 25% injuries. It was fairly even. There's plenty to go around, but it was, there were only four of them here, Adam. So we're, we're with you on this. Um, We're just, uh, you know, we don't, we don't hit on it, you know, every time, but if you ever want to ask, Hey, who do you think? Why is this? What do you guys think? Hit us up. You'll get a, you'll get an answer and it's not going to change for the most part. Yeah. And I saw a good question in here uh, from somebody asking, what is a, here we go. Lou getting us on track. I think this is an interesting one with the season already done for this, for his uh, season goals. What does the success look like over the final seven games? Uh, beating, breaking the KC streak would be great, but not being embarrassed by their backups is more realistic. What does it look like to have a successful last seven games? I think putting together 
three and four record out of these last uh, seven games and hopefully kicking yourself out of the top five, top 10 conversation in the draft uh, for the Seahawks draft pick right now, which sits at five overall would be a success. Also, I think just like starting to develop an identity and getting more efficiency from Russell Wilson right now, he doesn't look comfortable at all. Uh, it's just, he looks beaten pretty bad now. Some of that's probably, I mean, a lot of that's probably his own doing, but uh, just getting a, a more confident Russ. We need to have some momentum built in and identity building. The other part I think is young players on rookie contracts that could be starters next season, continue to play well, or even take a step forward. So that way you have more flexibility and options going forward. I've already talked about some of them, but think about who George Payton's drafted in the last two draft classes those guys stepping up and becoming major contributors. So we're talking Baron Browning. We're talking Quinn Miners. We're talking Caden Stearns. We're talking Damari Mathis. We're talking, uh, gosh, probably a few, uh, Greg Dulcich. We're talking Nick Benito. Those guys stepping up and making plays where that way you can lean on them next season. So that way you aren't as likely or feeling forced to have to make investments to double up on those positions. You want to have answers on the roster for 2023 so that way you can invest in the offensive line, bring in a running back, et cetera, et cetera. And those young guys stepping up is a big part of that equation. Uh, and short answer for me is offensive competency. You know, well, you want to see, you know, the, the 16 points every game is ridiculous. How many times have you broken 20 twice? You know, mm -hmm. so some offensive competency for a team that was a lot of your investment went into the offensive side of the ball in the offseason. That's a start. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's a start. Um, yep. but Nick went into a much, much deeper. I'm not gonna not gonna follow up on that. Travis coming in says, sorry, I haven't been in, uh been able, been so busy and haven't been able to watch a game since the first game of the season. Really? Not even on re replay. I so mean. but we're uh we're we're glad you're here with us, Travis. Yep. And before we get on out of here, um Robbie Red, what's the position the Broncos draft first round in the twenty twenty three draft? Ideally, it's offensive tackle. Scott and I will say that all offseason, not only because you need long-term answers at right tackle, but the way Garrett Bowles' contract sets up, he's a conversation this offseason. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. He was not playing good this season. Uh, he was, especially for his contract. So you probably are going to bring him back next year just because you're already going to have to overturn so much of the offensive line and the contract becomes even more palatable to move on from after next year. Maybe you approach him with a restructure. Offensive tackle is the most likely the most ideal spot after that. And it also depends on where you're picking. Like if the San Francisco 49ers go on a run at 31, then pretty much you just got to be like Michael here saying BPA, uh, but offensive tackle, number one wide receiver, probably number two offensive weapon, honestly, number three for me. And then just position of value defensive side of the ball, cornerback, maybe even an edge rusher. Cause I don't think Nick Benito can ever be a base package uh, defensive edge rusher. Broncos obviously were missing um, a little bit of size and strength at the edge spot against the Raiders. I think that's going to be an issue this week against the 49ers as well. So maybe edge. And then of course, cornerback as well. So let's say you're around 23, 24. Um, just looking back at last year again, because what you don't want to do is reach, you know, do, mm -hmm. was Cole strange a reach at 29. Hey, we needed a center. Okay. Well th that was a reach. Uh, Tyler Smith, offensive lineman, Tyler Lindebaum. Okay. I, I can live Tyler with that. Smith has been amazing. Ty Tyler Smith has been incredible yeah. for the Cowboys. I just want right. to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you that, that's good. Um, but would you have been okay with Jermaine Johnson at outside linebacker or Devin Lloyd at linebacker? Um, probably George Karloftis has been hot and cold. Um, 
in those areas, but you can and should be able to get a right tackle if you if you grade one. But th- th- again, it's don't reach. Just just don't don't reach for a need. You can find Garrett Bowles comes back left tackle. Okay, you're you're you know he, he may not be all pro, but he's you're solid at left tackle. I can find a right tackle farther down the board. I can. Mm-hmm. So let's um, let's fill if, if I, there's a tackle I love there. If an offensive lineman I love there, it's easy. That that, that card should last about two seconds. When uh, when Denver Broncos are now on the oh the Denver Broncos pick is in. <laughs> it should be about yeah. that long. And a lot of it will depend on what happens in free agency too. Like let's say the Broncos go out and pay Elton Jenkins a top five guard contract in football. Well, then you're probably not spending money on uh, or using a first round draft pick on that interior offensive lineman from Florida, whose name is escaping me right now, who a lot of people really love because you like what Quinn Miners brings and you just paid big money for Elton Jenkins. So need to see how that all sets up. I think regardless, though, with how this team sets up, offensive tackle is going to be possible because of how Garrett Bowles' contract sets up. I'm honestly of the opinion, too, that you bring back Cam Fleming. He's been solid this season. I actually talked with somebody out there. He had a bad game against Max Crosby. I talked to somebody in Dove Valley uh, and they said, you know, how, what do you think about Cam Fleming? He's like, listen, he's 70% out there. Uh, we credit him for even going out there uh, in that game because it was such a tough matchup. So I think Cam Fleming could be part of the equation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming it's back. Not a bad but, option. He's not over no. overly expensive. Doesn't, I mean, he's already there. Competent. So, you know, Competent. you don't have to pay him. Yeah. You shouldn't have to pay him a premium to get him to resign. Yeah. Yep, and uh, Aki Dragon saying the same injured Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins, he'd have to pass a physical, but uh, when he's healthy, he's great. And he's only had one injury that I'm aware of. I want but, independent doctors. I don't want these Denver Broncos doctors giving him a physical. <laughs> turning cough. Well, guys, on that note, uh, we got to get out of here. We appreciate you guys so much. As I said earlier, we are not going to be here Thursday. Scott and I are going to spend some time with our family on Thanksgiving. Uh, so you know, maybe family and friends. So and watching some football as well, of course, but uh, we appreciate the heck out of you guys. Uh, it's been a rough season, no doubt. And there's going to be a lot of questions and head scratching throughout the entire off season, but one day it'll get better. One that maybe, maybe it'll be after Patrick Mahomes retires and the sun, that sunsets, but uh, <laughs> one day, um, thank you so much. Uh, uh, got- Jeremy says, before we get out of here, I want to say thank you for the Broncos for breakfast community. A lot of good people here, and I'm thankful for that. It makes my life more fun. Hey, you're part of it. You're a big part of this community, Jeremy. And we're, we are glad you are here. So thank you so much. Uh, I should see everybody before Thanksgiving. In fact, I'll probably see you on Thanksgiving. I think me, I don't know if it was announced, but I think it's going to be me and Zach on Thanksgiving doing uh, some post-Turkey Day football on Thanksgiving evening. So um, look forward to seeing everybody there. And, and if I don't see you then, if you're, you're in the morning or in, you know, overseas, Ethan's not here today. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Yeah. Enjoy World Cup soccer. Enjoy uh, USA England and uh, go Broncos. And make sure you're following Scott. I was ready to wrap up there. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod. And of course at mile high huddle, if you haven't done so yet, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. And as the ticker says underneath there, please subscribe, like, and share, hit that like button on the way out. You guys have a great one. Uh, we're going to be excited to see you next time. Uh, but until then, make sure you're choosing compassion and kindness and go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.